You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Coming to you from beautiful East Tennessee and broadcasting from the BRV studios, this is the Big Red Van with Wade Hayden and Malcolm. As usual, we start the show with Have You Heard, our segment where we bring up random news, crazy events, with a lot of topics you've probably never heard of. Tonight, we explore Elon Musk's new BFR, how the U.S. Navy is getting some Xbox controllers, and why getting an eyeball tattoo might be the worst idea ever. These stories and a whole lot more. Welcome to episode 23 of the Big Red Band. Right, everybody, here we go. Episode 23.1, HYH. You guys ready? Yeah. 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 Did you guys peek at notes? Did we do any of that before? All right. Maybe I did a little All right. bit. Maybe. So that's, Just that's against the rule. With that's against eyeball. the rule. <laughs> All right. Point. Here we go. We're going to go ahead and get started. Boop. Everybody, have you heard that the U.S. Navy is equipping its uh, submarines with Xbox controllers? Yes. That will make it a lot easier. Is it used for games, or are they doing it for something else? No, okay, so... To control some um, of the ships. Submarines, they're going to be equipped with Xbox 360 controllers um, as their periscope controls. Nice. Like actual Xbox 360 controllers. Not like they're using the technology or whatever. Like they're actually just using Xbox 360 controllers. Hmm. I imagine that double thumb analog is pretty helpful. Oh, yeah. The, the, the joystick that is now used, along with its corresponding control panel, was developed by Lockheed Martin, and it's a $38,000 device. Ooh. Yeah, for periscope control. Boy. An Xbox 360 controller goes for about 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how, did, how did they get into a partnership with Xbox? It wasn't necessarily that they were trying to get Xbox. It was more the Navy got together and they asked a bunch of their junior officers, what can we do to make your life better? You know, there was a whole spectrum of things. This was just one of the Give things. me an Xbox controller. I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, that's basically what it was going on was the that Lockheed Martin thing that I was talking about. They were is, probably like, listen, we need 360s all throughout this bitch. <laughs> like, give us 360 right there on that wall. We'll be able to put a projector on that wall. Let us play. And they were probably like, how about we meet you halfway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a controller that you can play with to use on your Periscope. But yeah, I mean that's uh, basically they the guys were like, hey, that stupid Lockheed Martin thing is very, very heavy. Very, it's a lot easier in Call of Duty. Yeah, it's basically very a, a difficult device to use, and they were like, what? Can we just please change the periscope thing? Like it could easily be put into something like this, and they're like reference an Xbox controller, and they're like, well, okay. <laughs> so they got the idea from the actual sailors. Yeah, that is amazing. And um, so also, it doesn't hurt that. Pretty much all young sailors probably grew up playing Halo and other games on damn Xbox. Right. You're damn right. So when it came to testing for like this device to see how people in training would do, everybody exceeded with like flying colors with this new device because mm-hmm. everybody's already freaking good at using an Xbox controller. How pissed is PlayStation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, Lockheed Martin's a big deal you get a contract or a partnership with them like the defense contracts that they have is amazing oh yeah just google the company lockheed martin it's amazing the connection that they have mm-hmm. i bet playstation is kind of tiffed about this oh 
Either way, I just thought it was awesome. I they... bet Nintendo was in on the bidding for the controls for that Periscope thing. There's no way it was just Xbox. I'd love well, to know the only more thing about that. is, is that it's specifically the 360 controllers, the ones that are cheaper now. So I don't know if it's like a yeah, but they all have, I guess, the basic function of that double thumb control. Exactly, with, uh, the buttons right mm-hmm. next to it that are accessible because and the handle you, know, you can use your fingers up, down, left, and right your on the Periscope. Up, down, left, and right with your joysticks. I think um, North Korea right now is using PS4 controllers. I mean, (laughs) Sony and whatnot. Well, the shape of them was obviously different, a PS4 controller and an Xbox controller. So I wonder if it's the actual shape that is... I don't know. I've I've argued with people about this before, but the Xbox controller is way more ergonomic than a PlayStation. (laughs) It seems more kind of like something Bill Gates was like, listen, we're going to need this contract over there at Lockheed Martin, so... (laughs) We're going to need you to pick Microsoft. There's probably one yeah. sailor, though, that's like, what about a Wii controller? Yeah, there probably was one of those. It's like, we can just wing our arm and it'll <laughs> Yeah. Kind of like bowling. Kind of like it. Everybody, have you heard? All right, more Elon Musk news. Oh, sweet. Yes. What you been, got? It's been a while since he made an appearance on the pod. I figured I would go ahead and bring it up. So... This, this guy's just awesome, and he's you know that he's younger, the way that he communicates with people when he gets into like a boardroom setting. It's, it's so funny. So now that SpaceX has landed the Falcon 9 successfully 16 times in a row, I remember we first started talking, they were trying to get multiple ones in a row mm-hmm. when we first mentioned this once. Yep. Talking about them landing it out in the ocean, you were explaining it to all of our listeners about how it worked and what they were doing, how they backed it down and mm-hmm. all that. We've done that 16 times in a row now since the last time we've talked about it. And they're awaiting the launch of the Falcon Heavy, which is a much larger version capable of taking people and cargo into space at the same time. Mm -hmm. So the Dragon, I talked about this recently. I don't know how many episodes ago. But the Dragon recently took cargo to the space station. Mm -hmm. Talked about ice cream. It brought ice cream up there with a bunch of other stuff. It returned uh, with all of its science. It was up there for 17 days. And it came back. And now it is that type of technology and that Dragon. Dragon rocket, more specifically, is set to take humans into space as early as next year. So, whoa, yeah. Hmm. So they're like expediting this process, right, with all of these successful landings and being able to reuse this rocket. That's awesome and scary at the same time. So this Falcon Nine that has landed sixteen times, it's the same one. So think about the cost well, saving of that. Okay. You know, it's also, I don't think they have issues at all of making the rocket take off successfully and get things to space. The problem was landing the rocket back down. And landing the rocket back down doesn't contain a person. The danger is what I'm saying. Like, mm. as far as there's not going to be a human on board when they're trying to reclaim the stage of the rocket. They're not going to get a human on board till they have a thousand successful ones in a row. But I meant they're not having problems with the takeoff and getting a payload into space. That's easy. It's the returning of the rocket. Yeah. yeah so yeah, there yeah. won't be a person or a payload or anything on the part that's tricky. I guess is what I'm saying. So as far as putting people up there, it's not so scary because takeoff is fine. The problem is getting the rocket back. Which is what this Falcon Heavy is being more specifically designed to do. Mm-hmm. Get this. Elon stood in front of a boardroom and he called this thing his big rocket. <laughs> or BFR. But really? Those are the exact words that he used. <laughs> it's referred to as the BFR. So it's 30 feet across, 347 feet tall, and powered by 37 methane-fueled rockets. Big enough to send people and cargo into space, but that's not all. (laughs) This this guy. It'll have 40 cabins for passengers. The craft itself, it's made up of booster and spacecraft, so that way it can 
carry people and then have the propulsion to get it up there. 40 cabins for people to relax during, say, a lengthier flight to Mars or mm-hmm. another planet. But at the end of the speech, he brought up how to use the rockets for our transportation system now. What he talked about, our terrestrial transportation and being able to take a trip across the planet in less than an hour. Mm-hmm. And the true availability of getting rockets as our form of transportation long distances globally, <laughs> as a, not only from planet to planet, but just in our global system. Hmm. And that's what this Falcon Heavy is being designed specifically for. So that way it has the capability of taking you from Knoxville, Tennessee to China in an hour, or you can go from Knoxville, Tennessee to Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're in for that day on instagram he promised costs for tickets to be as same as commercial airlines really so elon doesn't ever do for even trips not come through on his promise yeah Hmm. no trips across like say the united states say Uh, or across the world say again that whole trip from here to china would be the same cost that it would be on a regular plane as it is on a rocket when you say a trip to space though i'm thinking like cruise line where you can sign up just like you would for a cruise line and take the rocket up to whatever planets yeah, you want. Yeah, and now we're approaching the storm in Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In 17 hours, we'll come around to the other side of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll still do that same, this is your captain speaking voice. Yep, probably. <laughs> so people talk about this stuff for years and years and years, and Elon just does it. True. Right? Everybody, have you heard? So this man, actually don't have written down where it's from. I think it was Colorado, but his last name is Adams. Decides that he's ready to move out of his place. And all of his friends said they agreed to help him. So he gets a couple of his friends. One of his friends ends up renting a U-Haul for him. That way they can go and head over to his place. I guess somehow they don't know where he lives, though. So... He went ahead and told them the address, and they all show up, and they start helping him move all of this stuff out of the place, until one of the friends happens to notice these military medals that their friend Adams has won, or received, but they don't think that Adams has ever been in the army or anything So when like you say that. friend, like, do you know any more of a thing about their relationship? That's all the article says, that they're just close friends of his. Close friends. Yes. Don't know where he lives. Apparently not, because they showed up to this house to help him move with the U-Haul and were able to move enough. The reason why this story is significant is because the actual owner of the house that they helped move all this stuff out showed up to his own house, realizing that Adams and these group of guys stole $40,000 worth from his house. <laughs> oh my So he gosh. just like lied to these people and said, can you come help me move? But yeah, he... and they kept helping him move all of it. And he was just helping them haul off a stranger's house. Like, yes. What are all these military medals you've won, dude? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was when I did... Oh, forget about it. It's it's a long story. Exactly. And you say the owner came home. I feel like that's just... Yeah, the owner came home that night and called 911 wondering where all of his stuff had gone. Wow. I don't wow. know how they weren't close enough to at least gone over to his house one time, and then he moved all of that. It's all a lie. It's Must all be. lies. Yeah, I mean, there's no way those guys oh, are covering their know. ass. Yeah, we didn't know. Oh, he's not in the military? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, he's um facing up to 30 years and $100,000 worth of fines. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> wow. Everybody, have you heard? Uh, in Ottawa, Canada, a woman has potentially lost her vision in one eye after complications of getting her eyeball tattooed. 
Oh, eyeball tat. I had to bring it up. How does this work? Uh, the procedure is called a scleral pigmentation, if I'm saying that word right, but I have no idea if I am. Well, you said it was confidence, so let's go with it. Uh, which is where the tattoo artist makes a small slit in the surface layer of the eyeball and then injects with a needle a diluted ink into the eye. It's ex- <laughs> yeah, that's Why? what I want to do. <laughs> Sir, I'm, I don't want it to be white anymore. Can you make a blue? That is exactly what they're doing, though. Changing their eye color. The white of their yeah, eye. Yeah, the whiteness. Like, oh. So instead of having so white in your eyes, color. you could have... They're going to be doing pictures in people's eyes next. Oh, it's... it's they're going to do yellow, and then it's going to have, like, a blue coastline. <laughs> Or if you're prideful, you can get the rainbow. Yep. The artist, who is also the woman's boyfriend, had a catalog of successful past attempts. So the woman had a lot of confidence that he would be successful. Uh-oh, here we go. She, so it's worked before. Yeah, it's a real thing. Oh, yeah, dude. The article I saw was totally different than his, I'm sure. Yeah. But it was oh, talking man. about the rise in popularity of eye tattoos. This is more of a uh, to scare you kind of thing of like, why you shouldn't get this procedure done. Yeah. She did not sign a waiver before the procedure. <laughs> Warning number one. I'm going to slice your eye open, but you're not going <laughs> to sign a waiver. After the attempt, she sat there while purple dye poured out of her eye. It was burning, apparently. It burned when it was oozing out of her eye. 60% of the time, it works every time. The next day, she woke up, and her eye looked like a golf ball was underneath her eyelid. There's a picture of it. I will not look at that. It, it literally looks <laughs> like there's a golf ball underneath her eyeball, nice. eyelid. Gross! So, after researching the injection procedure over the past few weeks, her lawyer said that she believes that Brown, the guy, that her, her boyfriend, had done it incorrectly. You think? <laughs> As in, the needle was too large, he didn't dilute the ink enough, uh, and he didn't wait an appropriate amount of time before the second portion of the injection. And I saw, dude, there's pictures of all this, and her eye, it looks so... Yummy. Effed up. That shit is gross! Awful. There's like a a strip of it that's like over the top of her eye, not uh, the cornea, not just around the white, and it just looks terrible, like a freaking blue sludge in her eye it's awful. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh brown he's defending his craft saying that she is to blame because she didn't take proper steps to care for her eye after the tattoo so what they're determining is if some of the ink actually does solidify on the back of her eye on her retina they're gonna have to take her eye out <laughs> not not just she's gonna be blind like they're gonna have to take her eye out yeah so, is it worth it? Kids, remember, don't get your eyes tattooed. Everybody, have you heard? Do you guys happen to see the video of this rugby player that got his hand bit? bit? By oh, by the, yeah, you can go for it. Go Did for you it. see this? Yeah, I saw it. I'm totally in the blank. There's, okay, so there's a video of a guy, Scott Baldwin, he uh, plays rugby in Wales at a zoo or i don't know if it was a zoo exactly but somewhere where he had access to a lion okay he's standing across the fence from a lion and he i can't i could hardly watch the video <laughs> knowing that the, the article was gets his hand bit yeah. and seeing these two lions sitting right there and him reaching his hand through there to pet it and and to like pat it on its head holy shit i'm like sitting there anxious the whole time just wait <laughs> the lion's like there's one of just, them i could just see you antsy like oh god i know he's gonna get like, bit fuck. oh it's about to happen oh 
you end up. Oh. And then it, the lion <laughs> makes a noise like that and just, yeah. So he's lucky. He's super lucky he still has his hand. He's lucky he has his arm. He's lucky the other lion that was in the, like, right there didn't freak out as well and turn around yeah. and drag his ass in there. Oh, I, oof. I think I double teamed him. But he only missed one game or he had to get stitches in his hand or something. So lucky. What makes you think you can reach in and pet a lion? Not going to do it. Unreal. <laughs> Bet you won't touch it. Everybody, have you heard? All right, so this old dude in Germany. Oh, I said old dude. That's insulting. He was only 59. You ageist. Uh, wow. So this guy managed to survive the Are ride. Are that politically correct that you can't say old dude? Yeah, whatever. This or- old dude <laughs> <There you go. laughs> grabs onto a train, and a high-speed train in Germany. You know, the ones that go like 100 miles an hour. But he managed to survive the ride by holding onto the outside. The like man flying like feet flapping in the wind. Okay, the man. He's Romanian. Um, he realized he left his luggage inside the train, and right as it started to leave the station, not willing to separate <laughs> oh, from no. his luggage. Oh no! 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 <laughs> oh no! 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 The man grabbed these plastic bellows that connect the two car uh, carriages of the train. I huh. guess you know what I'm talking about. I guess like yeah. the cables and stuff that drape between them. That's like a big bundle. He grabs a hold of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is incredible. He's like grabs a hold of those things and just yeah. like while it's before it takes off, I yeah, suppose, and, and or while he, it's going 20, uh, and running and he grabs it and. No, no, no. So, I mean, it's about to go. The door's shut and he grabs a hold of it, props his little feet up on the, like a little ledge that's there while he's gripped onto the, the bellows. And holds on tight. And these trains literally do go 100 miles an hour. I believe it. Not mm. not like meh, 30, 40 through the city, like 100. But they don't go from zero to 100, I guess. No, what but I, was I mean, at. but they're electric trains, so they pick up quick. I mean, they're fast. But he was spotted by ra- rail personnel who alerted the driver of the train. Uh, the train slowed down before stopping about 15 miles down the track. So he was only at 100 for a few minutes and then. So I was like, oh my god, there's a man down there! <laughs> uh, but the man who was not named, he continued his journey inside the carriage to Hanover, where he was reportedly questioned by the police, and it is not known. So where. they stopped the train, and then they let him in? Yeah. And then they finished the ride? They didn't take him to jail. They let him back on the train, got to the nearest train station, and then the police came and questioned him. But apparently they didn't arrest him, though. I was coming for my bag. <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? All right, so apparently it's raining fish in Mexico now. Oh no! Have you heard about that? No. It happened last week. A couple of people in, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the city is pronounced Tampico, Mexico. Um, it was raining a couple of fish. It's like it Tampico orange juice. So I would, I'd I would, say it's the same word. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But it was raining just a couple of fish, not big, weighing a couple of grams, and there were not that many people who saw it. So it was just in a small, small area of the city. It's falling caught on out of video. The sky? Falling out of the sky is what they report. You can see videos of it online. The hurricanes. Yeah, that's what they that's what they're believing happened with all the weather that's been going on in Mexico. They believe that it can suck up wildlife right out of the ocean or well i think area. like we talked about in the hurricane episode that like also tornadoes are very common yeah in a hurricane there's the hurricane and then out in the the arms of the hurricane tornadoes pop up mm-hmm. tornadoes over water totally can suck fish and everything else up 
put it way up in the atmosphere, and then it just kind of eventually is going to eventually going to come back down. And well, yeah. yeah, I mean, when Hurricane Katrina came through, I remember it was shortly after I moved here, and there were many many stories of people in the Knoxville area, in the Nashville area, in the Memphis area that ended up with pictures, family pictures of yeah, people from another from area, the New Orleans area, yeah, who's wow. like their belongings had gotten sucked up in driver's license photos and things like that that had gotten blown up into the Tennessee area hundreds and hundreds of miles so yeah and then in the hurricanes episode you mentioned the 50 feet worth of water mm-hmm. that it was you know varianting the waves and how it was sucking that up so mm-hmm. yeah i totally get it with with that i guess small fish though like minnows and yeah just a couple not of like grams, really. sea bass and <laughs> catfish trout i think a similar story happened a long time ago like in the 30s or something like in i wonder England. how many people thought the apocalypse was happening <laughs> I n- no it, the story i'm about to tell is what people yeah. thought it was frogs mm-hmm. a local pond full of frogs a tornado sucked sucked it up and then frogs were raining all over town and people were just panicked but uh <laughs> that was a story i learned from my 2xl when i was a little kid <laughs> 2xl <laughs> yeah you're talking robot my talking robot everybody have you heard a british man who recently was relieved of a toy traffic cone that was lodged in his lung after 40 years i did not think you were going to say lung <laughs> Yeah. Well, Hayden, like, you have a here, trend. Here we go. Another keister It's not a keister one. I actually, there was a good keister one. I didn't do Come it. Come on, dude. That's like your was, obligation. No, because it kind of sucked. It, okay. it was You're a lame about story. the guy with the so, eggs. I got a cone If you want to know what it was, this dude got caught smuggling gold up his butt. $30,000 worth of gold just at an airport like because he didn't want to pay the international taxes bringing it home. <laughs> so he just stuck it up his butt. That's heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. It was two pounds worth. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that was my keister story. We're going to move on. So he received the toy when he was seven years old, and he is the exact reason for choke hazard warnings on kids' toys. Hmm. During a playful day as a child, he accidentally inhaled the traffic cone from a Playmobil playset. Playmobil. Yeah. Wow, throwback. Not wanting to get in trouble, he never told his parents that he had done this, and it was just kind of in there. He didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. So, apparently, you know, that this, little, this little tiny Mom, cone Dad. was small enough, I guess, that it just fell right down into his lungs and just kind of sat down there. Oh, my gosh. And never was thought of again because it was so such a small thing. It just kind of it didn't bother him that much. Or else I guess he didn't got used. Oh, to he it. just got a cough. He just yakking on a cone. You, you're very much correct. Uh, <laughs> so the man, he was a smoker for most of his adult life, and he had developed a terrible cough that just wouldn't go away. So he's you know afraid thinking yeah. he's got like lung cancer and he goes and visits the doctor they x-ray his chest and they see a mass in there they think it's a tumor mm. you know it's benign <laughs> they literally go in to perform surgery thinking that they're going to be removing cancer from this man and out comes a tar covered little playmobile toy cone Ugh. it was on the inside of his lung in his lungs oh my goodness Nice. You had to add the tar covered. Thanks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was. It's how it was. Oh, he just yakking on a cone. <laughs> he got it up. But um, <laughs> after surgery, the man's cough cleared up a few weeks later, and he was. Good I to hope go. so. <laughs> wow. Anybody was that clear that right afterwards? Yeah. Huh? That was the problem. The cone. The self cleaning oven that are your lungs. 
Everybody, have you heard? All right, so Netflix is trying to improve your experience on an airplane, and they are trying to partner with some airlines to do so. Hmm. So what's your experience flying on an airplane with Wi-Fi or with in-flight movies uh, not never, on your phone or tablet i've never really messed around with it that much well, I, I, just read I bring the, my own inter- entertainment i just read the sky mall magazine <laughs> y'all ever been I'm on kidding. a flight where it has one of those screens in front of you yeah you yeah get movies Both are and nice stuff? yeah I pl- i've played like the free games from time to time but that's about it oh yeah well at an airline trade expo netflix announced launch the launch of netflix in flight 2.0 so what they're going to try to do is help airlines get better tools to address things like buffer times and their selection. Because, I mean, like you, you said it's you've played the simple. game. That's very limited. And the buffering on it, I mean, if the Wi-Fi works at all on the plane, it's super, super slow. Hmm. So it, you really are limited to what you were able to download before you mm-hmm. got on the plane if you have a Netflix account anyway you're limited to what you were able to download prior to getting on the plane to what you can watch so and then it's also on your small little phone or whatever you have instead of on a screen that's right in front of you that's really convenient okay what they're trying to do is get give them like i said these tools to really the main thing is the buffer times but they're trying to make this part of the regular package for these flights that offer these things as opposed to a premium tier or a premium level Mm -hmm. so it would be free or low cost wi-fi where you sign into your account and just start watching from there non-netflix customers can use a free trial thing so that way they can get clued into the awesomeness that is netflix and the amount of subscribers they're going to be able to gain from Mm -hmm. that type of partnerships going to be crazy so that's a very smart thing in my opinion but there's no increase in the hd quality but i mean quit your bitching you get you know netflix and you get wi-fi on the plane so the main thing that netflix is trying to bring to these point to these airlines is them upping their game with wi-fi and them giving it to their customers free so that but netflix is going to have some give and take with the airline but netflix whatever they give them they're going to get subscribers oh yeah <laughs> as the fallbacks so that's they'll give up a lot to get new subscribers we talked a lot about netflix their current monthly rate what they can charge and what they're possibly going to potentially be able to charge say seven eight years from now would be double what they currently charge and people will willingly pay that so if they can get those people on now get them loyal then raise those rates people like me you malcolm and whoever wants to get on it they're not going to care yeah we're like netflix is the shit of course i'll pay double for what i'm paying now yeah i guess i remember when it was 7.99 and then i got that email saying hey y'all it's going to 9.99 and i was just like okay (laughs) (laughs) so in the past they partnered with uh, virgin america in 2015 to like pilot this idea of free wi-fi then they went on to Qantas and to aero mexico they haven't announced who they're going to partner with here but you know it's not going to be delta because hopefully what they're trying to do is get u.s airline companies to value comfort for their customers comfort and experience on a flight instead of just money they're making on the bottom line it soon will become um, where we find other ways to travel. I already have talked about Elon Musk and his rocket idea mm-hmm. tonight. So we're trying to fast, trying to find different ways to travel long distances as opposed to pack ourselves into an airplane and deal with those assholes. So if it can get to the point where the companies themselves are investing more in our experience mm. when we're on the airplane, if they're prompted to do so by companies like Netflix, shit, I'm, I'm all on board. Everybody, have you heard? I want to paint you a picture, Wade. You're you're a guy that likes to go to the casino. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, here yes. we go. Yes. So you you go into a machine and you put your dollar in it 
and you play whatever game you're going to play and video roulette and it says jackpot you want a million dollars and it spits out a ticket that says you want a million dollars i shit myself what happens when they tell you oh that was there was a glitch that you didn't actually win i go get a lawyer oh of course yeah so let me tell you the story now <laughs> okay so an alabama I mean, man immediately i go get a lawyer yeah an alabama man like i'm not Okay, I'll be back for my money. <laughs> Got denied his jackpot prize at a Native American casino in Alabama. Oh, here we go. And Alabama, uh, so he puts a $5 bill into an electronic bingo machine at Wind Creek Casino in Montgomery, Alabama. 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 <laughs> Alabama. Roll tide, buddy. Because he said bingo. I know. Yep. And hit the, he hits it's the jackpot. machine. He hits the jackpot for $1.4 million. God, I um, would literally and was all and over was my denied life. because they claim the machine malfunctioned. But I, I don't care what was supposed to happen. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what happened. Yeah, what happened no. was I got spit out a jackpot ticket. <laughs> so he turned in his winning ticket, which the casino then made him wait a 24 hour processing period. But then ultimately to de- go find the money. Yeah, and then ultimately denied him his winnings. We don't have it. After being denied, he then attempted to sue the casino, claiming they cheated him out of legally won money in a gambling setting, which is 100% valid. I'm going to guess that there's something because it was on a Native American reservation. You're smart, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Turns out there's a problem with suing the gambler. He sued the casino in tribal court of the porch band <laughs> of the creek. You Indians. can't win. No, because that's it's it's their land. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, it's their government. Their law. You, can't you have win. to go through. Yeah. Their the, law. They dismissed the suit. Yeah, of course they did. The court declared. We need that, that money. Yeah. The court declared that the sovereign immunity prevailed and that the tribe was an independent nation and immune from being sued. Oh immune my. from being mm-hmm. sued. So what kind of precedent does that set? I know, right? The man that just opened or, a whole or, can of worms. Is there even a precedent in those? You know, I mean, I guess like you could like you know they could like murder somebody on their own land and yeah, you could break know. your leg. I do know that they have the right to their own laws. Yeah, you know those communities and reservations are actually there's a few. I don't want to say there's a lot, but there's a couple in northern Minnesota, close to where my parents live. And my dad has told me a couple of times that you really don't want to go on there unless you're with one of them, because if you get caught with the wrong group of them that happen to not necessarily like you for some reason, mm-hmm. they aren't going to get in trouble for whatever they do to you. Yeah, they beat the shit out of you. They're not going to get in trouble for it. And that's just the way that the law is over there. And so when you were going down this route, I had a feeling this guy wasn't going to I mean, I'm all for, you know, it's all they've got left, man. And they can do whatever the hell they want to do on it if they want to do on it. Yeah, but that would even more make me. What I'm talking about here is dirty. Of course it's dirty. Why would anyone ever go back to that casino and not think that they're getting robbed? So. The man then tried to go to Alabama state courts and sued the tribe there. It took seven years of <laughs> prosecuting. On Friday, seven years after, he thought he had hit the jackpot. The Alabama Supreme Court ruled that he could not sue the tribe in a state court and that the proper venue was the tribal court because the Porch Band of Creek Indians is a nation of itself and where and that's where disputes occurring on that land should be litigated. This is the third time we've seen a gambler hit an enormous jackpot only to be told that it would not be paid because of an electronic malfunction. So you know that no state court, no federal court is going to try to overrule a tribal court decision. Correct. For something on tribal land. Do you have any idea the shockwave that that would set off? 
any idea. There's no way. I mean, $20 million jackpot or $1 million jackpot. There's no state Supreme Court that's ever, ever going to rule against a tribal court. Mm -hmm. Not in the United States. No way. Not going to happen. But isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy, man. That's a big deal. Don't don't go to a casino on a reservation and plan on taking home a jackpot. (laughs) You know, go home and go there and plan on maybe running up the blackjack table or whatever for a couple hundred. But if you're going to a slot machine and hoping to take a jackpot, you're just flushing your money down the toilet. Mm -hmm. Everybody, have you heard? So this uh, Uber, have you ever taken an Uber? I have. And Hayden, we talked that you have before, right? In the lift. No, I didn't. Never. When we were talking, it was with Michael. He had. So this. Oh, yeah. Uber is looking to partner with Westfield, which is a land management company. They own malls and stuff across the country. They're going to partner with them to open up a Uber lounge in 33 malls across the country. So they're going to launch it that way. Smart. Wait, what's an Uber lounge? So an Uber lounge is going to be an ultra modern designed sleek seating type of waiting area. For people that are waiting to get a ride somewhere. Or it's like a recruiting center for people that are going to be Uber drivers. So there's going to be like an on-site, what they're calling Uber representative, will answer questions and help new drivers get onboarded. It's like, yeah, we can get you onboarded today. Hey, you needed a ride, right? We got this new guy right here. Yep. This guy, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. We just signed him up. He can take you. Exactly. You don't have to wait 30 more seconds because this guy's right here. Yeah. <clears throat> but they're trying to win over customers in cities across the, the country, the bigger cities. Like Westfield has a big uh, footprint in the Los Angeles area and on the West Coast with their mall managements. But the backlash that Uber got from turning off what they call surge pricing, which I didn't really understand very much, but it allows rates to fluctuate wildly. And sometimes uh, it's on and sometimes it's off. If you turn it off, then that means that they are going with what the rate is at the current moment, meaning your rate could be one thing at the start of your ride and it could be something at the end of your ride. Oh. And if it was much higher, then that's what you'd have to pay. So your meaning example of that would be like NFL game just let out and people are like calling Ubers left and right because there's a high demand so 100%. the price would go up 100%. that makes sense so and it varies right okay so one thing that lyft did was they kept it to where that they were always on a standard mm-hmm. and then uber changed their made their decision different so it caused backlash so people got mad at uber so trying to get people back on that regulatory challenges constantly come along they recently uber recently lost their license to operate in london so anything that they can do to get this good publicity they're trying to do and they're going to start it with a face-to-face interaction with someone in this uber lounge okay they're trying to like i said stay up with lyft lyft has already kind of done this idea they've partnered uh with some malls and some airlines and some train stations and they have kiosks and airports partnering with jfk airport in new york city so that you know as their key or sponsored transportation provider for jet blue thought that was pretty neat for lyft delta and amtrak if you have their apps there's a lyft like push button to order a ride on their apps when you take an Amtrak train ride or when you take Mm. a Delta flight. So again, Uber is trying to do these things to stay up with them. I thought it was interesting. They were going through a bunch of turmoil in the summer with their harassment suits against their CEO. They had um, former Attorney General Eric Holder uh, was the head of a uh, board of directors to come in and basically get this shit under control with Uber. Such a big company that doesn't have a direction or leadership. For them to finally be able to try to come out on the other side, I think it's it's interesting to see where they end up, even though I don't take Ubers. Everybody, have you heard? One more. All right. 
B.O.B. or Bobby Ray of, Deca- yeah. of Decatur, Georgia. Man, I love him. What do he do, though? Oh, I mean, it's more like what he's been doing for the past while. So he's a rapper, of course, and a flat earther conspiracy theorist. He's everything conspiracy theorist. Um, but he might be coming around to the 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 Earth is not flat. Good. But if you're not aware, Bob has been an advocate that like the Illuminati or some shit has been controlling us all and tricking us all into believing that the world is flat, not round. Hmm. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but that's been a thing. So recently, Bob or Bob, I'm sorry, started <laughs> started a GoFundMe page with a goal of a million dollars to launch his high altitude plane or satellite that he wants to put together, so that he can personally record whether or not the Earth has a curvature, um, <laughs> and not rely on the words of scientists and the liars. <laughs> Everybody, tripping. he wants to look at it for himself. Yes, he wants to. You know, I don't believe anybody else. I got to check for myself. Which wow. is fair, I guess. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> he personally donated $1,000 to his GoFundMe page. I, one thing that I thought was just great about this is, like, this was, like, a year ago. He wrote a diss track attacking, you know, my favorite astrophysicist, Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Like, literally, and it was called uh, Flatline. It was just like, I don't know, I don't even know how the song goes, but it was just basically him talking trash to Neil, you know, how he's a, a liar and whatnot. And so, Neil deGrasse Tyson, because he's a badass, he wrote and recorded back his own diss track called Flat to Fact. (laughs) And, yeah. And actually, he got on, I think it was one of the late night shows. I can't remember. Oh, it was The Daily Show. That's what it was. And he gets up there, and he's like, oh, I just wanted to do a quick, or Trevor Noah, I think, just like, all just randomly, he's like, oh, yeah, we also got my friend uh back here he wants to come out and say something and it's just neil degrasse tyson comes out like, randomly ndt yeah and he's just like oh i want to say something to mr bob out there and like literally like does acapella rap into his song <laughs> and then drops the mic and just walks <laughs> off stage and that's it like he did that he didn't stick around for anything oh, he's just there to do that but. he's a hard ass but unfortunately his gofundme page only has six thousand bucks <laughs> A thousand of which is his um, in his first two weeks. A little bit low of his goal of a million. Yeah, probably. Because he used it's... to have so much potential, but he went downhill so fast. As soon as he started thinking that the world was flat. I mean, I mean come on. I just... Yeah. How can and he you... could only contribute a thousand dollars. That's it. I know. He used to yeah, be... Are there rules against how much the person that creates the GoFundMe page can contribute to the GoFundMe no. page? I don't <laughs> There's hope, not. So. What's the point of creating one? If you're, you're only allowed contrib- to contribute one percent. Isn't that called a bank account? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is that the list? That's all. Yeah. I had. List. Yeah. List. List. All right. Ready for guest segment? Stick around for this one. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please make sure to go ahead, hit us up with an review. We we will talk about five. it. Yeah, we will talk five for five. Has a five dollar box. Has a five dollar box. Here's another five dollar review. But on the way out, before we. I figure this would be the easiest way or best way, I guess, for us to end the episode. Um, although nothing official at the moment, we would be remiss if we did not mention what some news that came out a couple of hours ago. Today is Monday. By the time the episode gets released, this is Monday the 2nd. The episode may not be released until a few days. And earlier today, uh, musician Tom Petty was taken to the hospital uh, in cardiac arrest. He is uh, on life support, not doing really well at all, and uh, one of the greatest musicians of all time and one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Meant something different to all of us as far 
as us growing up listening to his music. And since it was so sudden and we are not experts on any of this, we thought the best way that we could do any kind of uh, remembrance or honor to him was just to do this.
Of cover.